0: She's a former public school teacher turned stay-at-home mom. He's a talk show host who's made a career covering politics from afar. Now, Christine Stagall and her husband Chris have chosen a new path forward for their child in Christian education. Join them as they explore and experience this important alternative in education for the first time. Welcome to Making the Leap. What I've realized is everything is education. And I know that, you know, to a hammer, everything looks like a nail. But seriously, everything is education because what you know about a subject colors what you think about a subject. For sure. And so what you know is the, how you're educated about right. a subject.
1: Welcome in to another edition of Making the Leap. Have we got a good one for you today. Now, as we recorded this show, you were here last night. I was. You were here on scene yes. last night when yes. we had hosted a live event. We always like to bring in live speakers to the Herzog mm-hmm. Foundation. This particular guest today, a lot of you probably already know, uh, she's joining the Herzog Foundation Podcast Network. Yes. She's one of the newest offerings on our network now. It's is
2: so exciting.
1: Uh, and, and I will guarantee you, if you know anything about homeschool in particular, home education at all, you know the name. Sam Sorbo. Mm-hmm. Sam, welcome. To Hi the show. there.
0: Well, it's great to be here downstairs with yeah. you.
1: You've seen the whole the facility whole now. We brought yeah. you in I've... from out out of state.
0: I, I feel I still feel like I'm missing something. It's huge here and it's so beautiful. It and uh, you've been so welcoming and gracious and I've I've just been really enjoying my time here. Well, last so night so was a special evening. We're it, so was, glad. it was the emotion in the
1: room.
2: Oh did you notice that? I did. Well I was sitting around surrounded hearing like the amens and the yes, yes. yes Yes, yes, and people scribbling furiously, taking notes, and <laughs> tears next tears, to me. Tears, to be and honest, yes, yeah. it really was, and I appreciate that because I think if we're not getting some of that passion about what we're what we're doing for our kids, you're not doing it right in some ways. If you don't have some of that energy Amen behind to that, it.
0: so I we think ought to be good. passionate about our kids. Right. The the one woman who was basically sobbing while she yes. was sort of telling her story, right. um, you know, sadly, she's somebody who the school did not serve at all. Right. Right. And in fact, did a disservice too, and so she's the cautionary tale. Um, and yet, she is home educating her children. Right, she's which coming is such a beautiful it. thing. She, mm-hmm. but she, it took her a while to figure out. It's not me it's them yes you know i break with thee i break with thee i break with thee and i throw dog poop on your shoes to quote steve martin uh and so god bless her and you know she said that she wore her emotions on her sleeve but clearly last night they were all over her face i (laughs) I
1: want to talk about the sam sorbo show first of all Mm -hmm. um how long you have been doing it and why you decided to start it
0: so i i started a radio show on weekends uh, like ten years ago, and I'm not very good with dates, but it is approximately ten mm-hmm. years ago and um, oh no, it was a little bit more than ten years ago and Then I happened to be sort of there when uh there was a radio show host who had taken over the Laura Ingram feed okay. um just decided to step down without telling anybody with with no sort of fanfare. She vacated her seat, <laughs> and so I happened to be sitting there. Um, so I picked up a three a three hour per day, five day a week, nationally syndicated radio show um, radio show that I did uh, f- almost four years, and I stepped down from that because I was producing the film Let There Be Light, and I needed to spend time in the editing bay, and they, there was a it was a situation where I I needed to step down from the show, so I walked away from radio for. A few years, and then I was approached and asked to come back on the air, and that's when I started the Sam Sorbo Show podcast. Okay.
1: Based on the idea of home education or something else?
0: So my original show was Politics and Religion, the only two things worth talking about. (laughs) Right. I I used to say, um, religion is who you are and where you're going, and politics is how you get there. (laughs) And uh, so when I started the radio show again, it was politics and religion, but but through the lens of education. So my f- my show is focused on education because what I've realized is everything is education. Right. And I know that, you know, to a hammer everything looks like a nail, but seriously, everything mm-hmm. is education because what you know about a subject colors what you think about a subject. Sure. And so what you know is the how you're educated about right. a subject. Right. And so through through my homeschooling and my outreach and my studies, what I've surmised is we don't know how to think about education because we haven't been taught what education really is. We've been schooled, not educated.
2: And how old are your kids for people that are not familiar with your family
0: and your background? Where so I have three at? children, 22, 19, and 18. That's right. Okay. And
1: older. other than the oldest, I think you said for the most part, all of their education has been at home.
0: Yes. Except the early years. The oldest one went to first and second grade at a wonderful, wonderful, in air quotes, (laughs) Mm -hmm. public school. And -hmm. that's what convinced me that uh, if I failed at homeschooling, he would still be better off. Mm -hmm. And I say that to parents in all seriousness today. You can literally fail at homeschooling and your child will still be better off than if you enrolled him in a government school.
2: I think that's something that – When I talk to parents that are and I we I don't homeschool so when I talk to parents that are thinking about homeschooling I feel like I've not verbalized it that way but I feel like saying how can it be any worse that's That's my verbalization of what you're saying. No, that's exactly. How do you go
0: wrong? You're saying it better than I did. (laughs) How do you go wrong when you're with your mom? What she said
1: last night, and I'll ask you to repeat it again. I thought it was quite something. um, When she talks about um, how hard it is, you know, this is hard, or I don't know how to do this. stuck in my head. Mm -hmm. You really drove this Mm -hmm. home. Could you repeat that? I'm,
0: I'm offended by our cultural acceptance of these ideas that are so wrong that parenting is hard, that homeschooling is hard, that children are, are dumb or bothersome or burdens. You know, we had a president of the United States that called babies burdens, right. and I reject that. I rejected completely and entirely reject it. And so, you know, I was in church the other day and the pastor said, parenting is hard. Can I get an amen? And I just shouted, no. <laughs> But it's such a great it's a
2: knee-jerk reaction. Yes, well, go ahead. it's a good – that actually – that was one of the things that kept going in my mind last night was hearing that. Because I know for a fact I've been like, this is so hard. This is so hard. But then you have to go back and look at why do I think it's hard, who's telling me it's hard, why can't I address it in a different way? And I was busy voice texting and texting with a few people that were there last night about the same idea that we're told it's supposed to be hard, I think. Yes. Like, culturally. And so you start to take that in when really if you step back, well, we were given these children. Right. By God, to raise me solely, my three. Uh, well, not solely. But, yes. You know, he didn't plan for that to be hard hard. I mean, it's work, but it doesn't have to be hard. He didn't burden you with children. Right, right. It was a gift. It's a gift. And so, why is that hard? So it it was really a, I sat back when you said that, and then (laughs) I was in and out for a lot of the night kind of thinking like, okay, okay, I'm going to go over
0: this in my head. Which is why I say everything is education, because when somebody feeds into you, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, homeschooling is hard, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That is educating you.
2: Right, and you, you, something.
0: You, mm-hmm. If you lack discernment, you will accept whatever is sent your way, mm-hmm. and 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 we lack discernment in our culture today because we haven't been taught sure. to discern, which is part of your education. Right. You should be taught to discern right from wrong, evil from bad, uh, evil from good. Uh, you know these these things. We have to be taught to examine mm-hmm. and determine, and and we're not. We're taught right. to sit there like little birds being force fed mm-hmm. our 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 education right. in our schools, and so. Um, when I, you know, I, I reject the idea that parenting is hard. I reject the idea that teaching is hard. I reject the idea that learning is hard. Learning is the most natural thing that God created, frankly. Right. He created curiosity so that we would naturally learn. That's the way it should be. And they make it hard. <laughs> I'm and, not saying it's easy the way they do it right I'm saying they make mm-hmm. it hard and, every, and culture makes it hard and
1: everything sure. that we are predisposed to think kids should learn you also reject that you said repeatedly uh, and that stuck with me okay so they don't know collegiate level algebra <laughs> and maybe phys- they'll right, never right. know it and that's
2: okay
0: yes yeah which is okay. I adored that by full, the way. full disclosure <laughs> I love math. Mm-hmm. I tutored calculus, and I loved tutoring calculus. Like, I love it because I am a logic-based person, and math made sense to me before any kind of language made sense to me. And in fact, when I went to school, and it's, I'm sure it's still the same today, if you're a math and science person, you're not language and humanities, right? right? And so I didn't like English lit and all of that stuff. Now I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. Like, go figure,
2: right? <laughs> You're a speaker. And You're the reason <laughs> that I say
0: that is because they're all interconnected. And yes, you have aptitudes, better mm-hmm. or worse, right? So, so I had to divorce myself from the idea that math was essential for every living human being, <laughs> like upper level, you know, <laughs> collegiate level math was essential. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. That was very hard for me. But mm-hmm. I, I had to give up that ghost. That's something that I was schooled to believe because it appealed to me. Mm-hmm. And so I just adopted that and said, well, everybody should know math. <laughs> it's not true. If Mm -hmm. you know basic math, you can get by in the world just fine. Mm -hmm. And you can hire a math person to do (laughs) upper-level math if your business requires Mm -hmm. it and still successfully run a business that serves people and does God's work in the kingdom, right? So So in all the
1: years that our kids in public education said, why do I have to learn this? I hate this. Your answer would have always been, well, you don't.
0: You don't. Unfortunately— that's true, it's, mm-hmm. it's just true. so right. so we have a and somebody somebody I know put this more succinctly than I'm going to do now, and I wish I could remember how he put it. But basically, we do forced learning when we ought to be doing needs-based learning. sure, needs-based. Yes. In other words, where where are you headed, mm-hmm. and what serves you that, will, that that you can learn today? because you're going to be driven to learn that. And if you're not driven to learn it, it's it's coerced. And you won't learn it. You'll just forget it. So how many people have studied for an exam, crammed the night before, right. and then forgotten everything when they walked out the door? Right. And that's not learning. I that's, agree. That's coerced. No, so, it, yeah. Yeah. So it's just, a, it's just a, you know, switching your mindset to, to what education really is and what it should focus on. I appreciate that
2: a lot. We, you know, we
0: do our kids were all different everybody excelled in different
2: they're funny that way yeah. right right <laughs> they're not mini me why is you know? that yeah <laughs> and so I, it has helped me over the years i've like the last probably the last 3 or 4 where i've taken that idea in where i'm like you don't really need to do this and it helped me come alongside my daughter as she was you know kind of transitioning from a COVID era education then we moved her into a Christian school just doing different things and she's kept telling me I'm so far behind I'm so far behind in math and this and that and I was said you're first of all you're not let's stop right there you can do basic adding subtracting multiplying dividing you're okay second this school was actually wonderful as I talked with them about what are how can I help what are we you know what can I do at home I think I know what I can do at home but what can you do and they actually and for several of the kids they've altered the schedule like that sixth grade you do that seventh grade you do that eighth grade you do that and I was thrilled to be in a place where they recognized that it does not have to be this 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 because yes. I think that's on a, time a huge schedule. right we don't right. have to do that and now I think she's just better off she relaxed she's peeled back and you know just the other day she said I did really well on my science that had all the math and I thought and you did it without being in Algebra 1 yet. Like, right. you've you've done okay. Like, it's okay. Yeah, we're
1: reconditioning <laughs> ourselves. I mean, I, right. we're, we're just re-learning. as much a product of mm-hmm. the system as the kids are.
0: Exactly. We, we relearn really
2: all the time. But now I feel good about it saying, I'm not, I'm not really sure you're going to – we're going to need to do that physics or that chemistry. I think we're going to look the, at some I- right. This ideas. is the
0: struggle with mm-hmm. the institutionalized mm-hmm. uh, uh, schooling that we have, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. is that – they, they basically say, well, every child should be here. Right. And so if your child is not there yet, mm-hmm. and, and by the way, like by the time you graduate high school, you'll know rudimentary math. Do
2: you know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like
0: when my, mm-hmm. when my three-year-old was still potty training, mm-hmm. I just used to say, and I hope people can take this and use it. By the time she's 16, she'll be out of diapers. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Because they'll get there eventually. Get the stress off your back. Mm -hmm. Nobody needs stress. Do you know why? Stress is an inhibitor to learning. Mm -hmm. But we have anxiety off the charts today in our schools. Right. And cutting and self-harm in other ways. Like, this is not a good environment for children, much less for learning, Mm right? Right.
1: Yeah. And it all starts I think with the story you told. It 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 just uh, boy it pierced me because I think about it with our oldest. I know yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh your daughter and what you said from a very very early age has impacted the way she thinks about herself to this day. Yeah. Can you tell that mm-hmm. story?
0: Yeah. So and I only learned this last this last yeah, year. Yeah, you said you just had recently. And she's 18. She's yeah. 18. So she figured this out when she was 17. And I cried. Mm-hmm. Uh because we don't know what damage is being done to our children by strangers mm-hmm. who we, we trust because the government put a stamp on their head. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, seriously, we have mm-hmm. to take a step back and go through this logically and rethink the way that we approach parenting Um, and schooling, and education, and children. Like, we have to rethink all of that. So the story is that my daughter went to kindergarten at this wonderful little public school. It was a cute little classroom. Teacher was this young, pretty, lovely young person. Mm -hmm. Like, she was great. Everything was great. The kids in the class were great. I had no idea that my daughter was so introverted that Mm -hmm. the worst thing you could possibly do to her is put her in front of the class and Mm -hmm. give her sight words to read. Right. And she struggled through the sight words. And this is after the, the best student in the class went up and just read them off like that. So she thought, I'm going to go up there and I'll just read them off really well. She suffered stage fright. Mm-hmm. She didn't read them well. And the class laughed. Mm-hmm. And that's when she learned she was stupid.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so for all of those years, for 10 years... Every time I told her how brilliant she was, because she is brilliant mm-hmm. in ways that I can't even fathom. Her brilliance is mm-hmm. completely different than anything that I've seen before. But every time I told her, she thought I was lying to her. She thought I was lying to her. Right, like saying your mom. just because you just the mom and you say mom right, you feed it. But mm-hmm. she thought I was lying. Like – it, you know, right, because that, that, that person had the facts, and you just don't know, because she That's knows awful. she knows that she's stupid. So why would I lie to her? So 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 then that that affects our relationship. Now, right. luckily, it didn't affect it too much. She just mm-hmm. sort of left it off as mm-hmm. well. Mom has to lie because she's mom. <laughs> she has to say those. Things. But consider that she she literally thought that I would lie to mm-hmm. her.
1: Yes, right. and even in what right. she is most skilled art, you said she still is critical of herself and her art. Because well, she's very issue.
0: self-critical. Yeah. Uh, she's a young woman; we, they tend to be self-critical, right. like yeah. uh, you know. And and by the way, like why would you send a young woman into an environment where other people will criticize her? Mm-hmm. Like, please do not put your children on social media. Please do mm-hmm. not give them social media. I Full didn't stop. ask that last night. I by know. The way. I when we I was driving home,
2: I'm like, oh my gosh, that would have been a great. It's no, like, people can tune in hard. here to hear me <laughs> <Yeah>. say. <laughs> no, seriously,
0: Jonathan Haidt, H A I D T, has done extensive research on this, and he's he He says that we shifted in about twenty fourteen from a play based childhood mm-hmm. to a phone based childhood right. and this is a social experiment that has no control group except the amish maybe uh, that that we just willy nilly we just jumped in full force our entire civilization jumped into this phone based childhood and it is reaping huge detriment in our youth. Anxiety is skyrocketing. Uh, We talked about self-harm is skyrocketing. Mm -hmm. Um, Depression is skyrocketing in our youth. And partly because they never had the play-based social interaction. Mm -hmm. You know, and people... People always say, well, homeschooling, what about socialization? And I'm like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> just because you made friends in school does not mean you were well socialized right. in school. Absolutely. Yes. I just didn't have any yes. other opportunity to socialize, and you managed to work it out.
1: Our yeah. 15-year-old daughter has said to me repeatedly, gosh, I wish I'd grown up. I wish I knew what it was to grow up without... Phones. She actually now pines mm. for the idea of there not being <laughs> She's a-
0: very clever. Does she mm-hmm. have a phone?
2: She does, she does but one. she doesn't use it as much as...
1: She shut off... Uh, she
2: takes off social media. She does... It's really interesting to have those
0: conversations with she her. She has yes, learned so to
1: reject it, I guess. Yeah. She learns yes. what the damage has been. And she learns
0: because how to she function. has truth. Right. right? When you give your children the Bible, mm-hmm. they have that truth. And so then they, they have something. They have the standard to compare what their life is like Mm -hmm. and you know young women are extraordinarily introspective typically Mm -hmm. um, you know generalities but so um my daughter when she was 15 she took instagram off her phone Mm -hmm. and i was upset because that's how i brag about her art (laughs) (laughs) dang but i said i asked her why and she said because they figured out that i'm a young woman and they're targeting me Mm -hmm. yeah she saw right through it so this is the this is the the joy if 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 there's a silver lining, mm-hmm. is the kids today, um there there are a lot of kids who are smart enough to see through mm-hmm. the through the veil or right. whatever and, and say, oh no, 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 I see what you're trying to right. do there. And that's that's the good news. You do kind of
1: yeah. wonder if historically there this period of time, whatever you want to call this period of time that we're discussing, if in another generation oh. they look back and go, boy, that was a mess. We really made a mess of things. We're not doing that this way anymore? Or do you think, are we course correcting, I guess is my question. Right now? Yeah.
0: I don't think we're, I don't think cognitively we're course correcting. No, I think we're just idiots just (laughs) plowing into the, you know, Uh, I think individually, yes, there's a course correction. But collectively. I I see it in our young men. Um, I know that there is a very, very, a growing contingent of young men who have figured out the truth and they understand that our culture is emasculating them, which, by the way, schools emasculate young men yes. by making them sit at a desk right. and by forcing them to sit at a desk when they're five mm-hmm. and to pay attention and to yes. obey. Like, this is just complete emasculation of our, of our young men. And so they've grown up. Now, the problem that we have is they're angry. Yeah, right. they're angry, right. testosterone-filled young men yes, yeah. who who, now <laughs> who are have being a told to not even be young men. <laughs> they're, right. tell, they're being told. Yeah, to and not now they want to get even, yeah. right? And yeah. so, and what they see in the in the say in the trans push and the 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 LGBT push, mm-hmm. they are going to rebel against that. We'll yes. see how it works out. Mm-hmm. Um, I take heart. I think um, I think that it it can end well. Like I, I'm not too concerned about how it's going to end. But there's, there's the off chance that it doesn't end well, right. that, that they have been so mobilized against the, the, the push – um, we, we, I mean, we'll see. I'm, I'm heartened at least to see it, at least to yeah. see a little bit of a backlash, a no, little bit I of enjoy, a
2: I, an answer. I enjoy kind of hearing in conversations with our boys where they'll say something and it kind of takes me by surprise Held, that they're,
0: they're, the older they're 19 ones. and 18. 19 yeah, and so they're 18, the older ones. And, and yeah. amongst they're...
1: <laughs> their young male friends, well, the conversations we'll overhear, you know, nothing disturbing, no. but just um, for today's PC culture, it's... You, you, oh, they're not. No, anti-PC. It. Yeah, right. they, they're, they're anti-PC. they're anti-PC.
0: They will say words that mm-hmm. they are not supposed to say. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> just to say them. Yes. They'll even write them, yes. which is like what? Yeah. Uh, but but they're just like, no, yeah. you can't tell me. I've got free speech. The and trans blah, blah, blah. thing
1: yeah. seems to be what pushed them, in my view, mm-hmm. over. This is when they said, I'm yeah. not. No, he is not a girl, and I am not going to regard him as. And a they girl,
0: don't and even try to wrap me. their heads around it, no. which I'm grateful for. Oh, the whole thing about if you're if you won't date a trans. A trans woman, right? A man who's trans, Mm -hmm. if you won't date that, you're not a real man. They're like, oh, Oh. sorry. (laughs) You just go take a long walk walk off a short pier because that is not how, you know. Right.
2: And I appreciate it really. It kind of it takes me by surprise because it just that doesn't happen. That kind of openness speak out stuff doesn't happen too often. But when I hear them saying it just in conversation, I just I'm kinda
0: like good. So I encourage God. you That's to awesome. engage them in those conversations. Yes. Find the More articles often. and say, Did mm-hmm. you see this article? What mm-hmm. do you think of this? I encourage you to yes. do that because yes. it's it's heartening for you. Like it's a <laughs> it's a good conversation. Mm-hmm. And I encourage parents to have um, the deep conversations, the, the political conversations. You know, we as Christians, we've been cowed by a culture that seeks to, to win, okay? The culture wants to win. How does it win? It, it needs to silence truth. Right. And in order to silence truth, well, we have truth. Christians have truth. So how do they silence that? They tell us it's political. Right. That's how they went on we abortion, don't talk about yes. blood, right? Politics, how is abortion yes. a political issue? It's right. a moral issue. Mm-hmm. It's a life and death issue. Mm-hmm. How is it political? They just politicized it, so now mm-hmm. it's political. So mm-hmm. now you can't talk about it. Yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah, you can. Right. right.
2: I love. It. I know. We and we have said similar. And this is kind of, I think, one of our probably. Well, again, I I never try to always speak for you, but. We took our children to a different church when we moved here, and we went to breakfast after the very first time that we were in there. And our pastor is, he speaks very plainly, very truthfully, very nice. biblically. Yes. And it's wonderful to listen to and hear <laughs> our kids. And we just come from a church that had not been doing that at all. And so we sat at breakfast. Do you remember that day? that, oh, yeah. I don't know if, And so, you know, our, our middle one, the boy, and he was just kind of eating our bacon and eggs, and he said, Man, he goes, that guy sure does just call it like he sees it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> they,
1: hadn't, they had they not had heard, heard someone something. in the front of a church yes. speak with such biblical certainty They'd heard certainty us, and yeah. but not there. And we I would thought, say it. Yeah. But church leaders, they always felt were sort of squishy. On well, an issue they listen, instinctively was if wrong. your
0: church leader is squishy, you need to find a you new church. Like, it. I'm, I'm right. sorry. You need to find a new right. church. You right. need a church leader who leads, who, mm-hmm. who will tell you the truth yeah. so that you can know that you're not alone, basically. Absolutely. Which we, Absolutely. We just had
1: a conversation in a meeting prior to this show where we were discussing church leadership and, and you were mm-hmm. feeling the importance of a church leader to foster home education Mm -hmm. christian education that needs to happen and it's not really and
0: it's not and and it's it's this is a huge hole in our culture Mm -hmm. right now because we've seen what's happening in the schools and we don't like it this is an incredible opportunity for church leaders to step up and they don't even have to do that much they just have to identify people in their community who will take the lead. And use the church building to either establish a Christian school Mm -hmm. or establish a, a Christian homeschool, right, in the church building. It's a it's a way of growing their community. It's a way of growing their congregation. It's a way of of, it's a pathway to success for the church, which is dwindling today. Like it's this is a no brainer. I don't know why I'm the one who has to bring this up. You know, total win
2: win for everybody involved. And last night, actually, we I did that's where I got stuck because I'd wanted to come over and say hello to you. And I don't say get stuck in a in a bad way, but I was speaking with a woman, um, who. They're running into that. Their school is, is big. It's growing. It's not big, but it's growing and they need more space. And they're running into that problem of churches around them and are not opening yeah,
0: their they doors even, to them.
1: They're afraid to upset the public school population mm. in their congregations, I'm often hearing.
0: I think that's true. Um, they don't want to speak against teachers.
1: Yeah.
2: I hope um, they don't want
0: the work. Like I hope, you know, you said I don't think it's a lot of work, but I hope they're not afraid of. More work for I think it's an, it's an insurance issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, it's possible. Look, if we want to make excuses for them, yeah. okay, they're overwhelmed <laughs> and they're low budget <laughs> and whatever, right? But they're missing a big opportunity. Absolutely, yeah, To spread God's you know. kingdom.
1: Uh, your show today, I know today, if you tune into the Sam Zorbo show anytime you download it, Generally, your guests focus on issues like these, and I know you brought a couple of books too uh, just as a resource, I wanted people to know kind of uh, yeah. subject matters you cover and things that people can expect to hear from your show.
0: I cover everything that interests me <laughs> <laughs> that And isn't that joke? why we just yeah. do a podcast I typically cover uh, uh, basically current events yep okay um and i and I apply uh, the lens of uh education, which doesn't really mean anything it's it's just that it, it, because that's the hammer, that's, mm-hmm. that's me. Um, mm-hmm. so, so basically, current events, things that I find interesting, um, you know, I've interviewed Chloe Cole, who's the, one of the, the fir- not the first transgender, but the first very vocal, outspoken transgender um, female who transitioned to male, had top surgery, and then realized that, right. oh my goodness, I will never be able to breastfeed. I've made an enormous mistake. Can you imagine? Mm. Horrible. And transitioned back um so and i've and i've interviewed uh, a mother of a, a young woman who transitioned was coerced into transitioning um and eventually committed suicide like wow. I, you know i these are the conversations that we have to be having mm-hmm. we we need to understand what's out there in the marketplace of ideas that your children because they're so innocent will be susceptible mm-hmm. to and so a lot of what i cover is um is maybe motivated by my my mission to serve parents to better serve their children.
1: In closing, I mean, that, yeah. uh, by the way I do really yeah, want to mention you your books. Show yes. those books, would you? Hold oh, those up okay. for Okay, well a these
0: second. actually I brought for you and I just haven't had a chance to give <laughs> we'll, them to you. We'll take them. Words for warriors. Okay. okay. This is a resource. It's actually basically a glossary where I define the words that the left has tried to um, to take away from us. So I've got ballot in here and bankruptcy. Abortion, I don't mince my words on what abortion is. Um, <laughs> like uh, a little dictionary. It's it's basically like a little dictionary. People seem to really like it, abrogation. Do you know that word? Abrogate? I don't know that word. No. So that's that's used in the Quran, um, or it's used to apply to the Quran. So if the Quran says one thing and then later contradicts itself, it abrogates the first thing, and so okay. you ignore the first thing. Oh, um, So okay. if it says smite them in their necks, uh, that's the one that stands. <laughs> okay. I'm just okay. saying. Like, <laughs> um it's a lot of ad hominems in here. Sure. It's a lot of fun. Right. Um, so that's words I think even warriors. at the end of one of the definitions I put duh. Uh, <laughs> and then this one is uh, Teach from Love. It's a school year devotional for families. So this is this is a bit of my pride and joy. well, I guess I'm proud of both of them. Um this is teaching godly virtue to our children. Okay. They will not learn godly virtue unless we have the discussions okay. with them. And they ought to be learning godly virtue from mm-hmm. their parents or grandparents, the people who pour into them the most. So every day is a, is a short story and a, and a Bible verse. I should okay. show the camera, I suppose. <laughs> and a Bible verse. And at the end, um, after a, a, just a little Lord help me kind of mm-hmm. thing, um, two open-ended questions to have a conversation. When have you walked in mud when you should have stayed on the sidewalk? for instance, which Mm -hmm. pertains to the little story, Checking Mm -hmm. the Weather. Um, What does a virtuous person of high moral standards look like to you? Let's talk about that. Is it somebody who who keeps the money in the wallet Mm -hmm. that they found, or is it somebody who returns everything, you know? Um, So so I had a lot of fun writing that book. So I just brought those for you. Thank you. That's awesome.
1: What would you you impart to parents uh, in closing? What what have you learned as a homeschool mom? What do you want uh, maybe younger parents who are thinking about making the leap, as we talk about, and just haven't really done it yet. What, what's your kind of bottom baseline message?
0: So y- you need to consider where you want to end up in 20 or 30 years. And if it's a relationship with your child, then you need to keep your children close and pour into them as much as you possibly can. You are their role model, and they are your avatar so, if you want them to look like you, or be like you, or at least be somebody that you can be proud to know, then your best efforts would be uh, devoted to educating them yourselves.
2: Those are some. I feel like good that stuff. little mic drop that's right there. That's good stuff. It's
1: uh, it's the <laughs> Sam Sorbo show. You get that. You do that once a week. Yeah, generally, yeah. and uh, you can start checking that out on the Herzog. I'm Podcast actually
0: starting. I'm starting a new one on Patreon that oh, is okay. specifically devoted to home education great oh, great so just okay. to, to pour into people with tips and tricks and ideas for so home that education we don't worry about the hard don't worry yes. about being told it's hard don't worry about yeah. the hard and reject those <laughs> memes on instagram yes. yes we
1: are so glad you made the trip to headquarters Very so. here
0: yay mm-hmm. <laughs> she brought her
1: daughter with her um yes who uh, i think has probably had enough of all of it probably right <laughs>
2: And really did not get to see what I think is – I was thinking about that today. I'm like, this is not the view of Missouri. I would ever yeah, want to no. give anybody. It's but true. It's I January. want to come back what in what the summer. Do do? Yes. Yes. I'm going to come back <laughs> and spend a
0: week in the summer. Yes. Sam Sorbo, thank you yeah. so much for imparting your
1: wisdom and your passion on all of us uh, at our live event and then here yes. today on the show. And we welcome you aboard the Herzog Foundation.
0: Thank you. It's been such a blessing, and I'm, I'm looking forward to many more days to come.
1: That will do it for us this week. Hope you'll check out the podcasts uh, and rate it wherever. Either watch it on uh, YouTube if you're a watcher, uh, and if you listen, we hope you'll give it a five-star review and a written review. And certainly let us know your thoughts on this episode. I bet you have plenty, all right? Stay in (laughs) touch. And we'll see you next week on Making the Leap.
0: Making the Leap is a podcast presentation courtesy of the Herzog Foundation. Please rate and comment on the show, as well as subscribe so you never miss an episode. And we'll see you next time on Making the Leap.